perhaps by accident, certainly not by plan. Uh, things are a little quiet around the Steelers at the NFL Combine as things got going today on a Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. This is the Southside Beat as we are at 3 p.m. on that Monday through Friday. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen in Indianapolis, not at the convention center because, uh, quite frankly, my day just wrapped up a little bit early-ish today, even though I also got a really early start by getting there just before 8 o'clock this morning. How was, up, the, how was the line for credentials, by the way? Long, but I was early enough, you know, parked early enough, walked in early enough. I didn't have to wait that long. Good, so, good stuff. All good. Yeah, that line will get pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy last year. Thankfully, I got there where I only waited in line for about maybe 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting week until Omar Khan speaks. Obviously, his, uh, you know, um, interview or his press conference was delayed, uh, to, you know, again, um, you know, due to his um, you know family situation. And so uh, don't know when he's going to talk. I, I would assume it would be at some point this week that he will address the media. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, until then, man, especially with the bears talking and everything like that, man, these, these rumors are going to get, and you know what? I'm, I'm giving into them a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So with, with chalk talk, which will drop tomorrow, we're going to take a look at quarterbacks. There you go. We're going to take a look at quarterbacks. And when I say we're going to take a look at quarterbacks, I mean, we're going to take a look at what quarterbacks fit based off of X's and O's, not based off of roster speculation or, you know, implications of, of, okay, well, if you do this, you're giving up on Kenny or like, no, let's just look at X's and O's. Mm-hmm. Who's the best fit. And then, then after that, we can kind of decipher, okay, maybe now we can, we can, uh, and Chris, you know, Chris brings up a point. Please know Justin Fields is not a good fit. I kind of disagree a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Not, 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 uh, not, not. It's not that he's not without his flaws. There's a reason why the Bears are willing to move on from him after year three. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and and Mark and Mark does bring up a good point here. You know, to something. There's there's two there's two sides of this. Okay. You know, Mark, Mark says when there's smoke. Okay. So when there's this much smoke, you got to kind of wonder that there's at least a better than 0.0% chance that this trade actually happens right now. Personally, I still don't think this trade happens. I still think the most likely scenario, and I will continue to say this over and over again. So people don't think that, (laughs) that, that I'm trying to push some sort of narrative here that the most likely scenario is that Mason Rudolph resigns and the Steelers quarterback room is led by Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, and they will battle it out at training camp at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, and that will decide who the Steelers quarterback will be in 2024. That is the most likely scenario here. Mm-hmm. But when there's smoke, or when, yeah, when there's smoke, you got to kind of wonder if there's a fire somewhere. And so... Um, yeah, and, and, and listen, you know, Jim Jim brings also brings up a good point. Free agency quarterback talk makes more sense since we only have one quarterback on the roster. Whether it's a, a trade or free agency, the Steelers have to add to the room. Like, yeah. regardless, they have to add to the room, which is why we can't just assume that Mason Rudolph is going to be the guy because, well, he's not on the roster right now. He still has to sign his name on the dotted line. Um, <laughs> Mark, I well, Mark, said, Mark here says, I can't believe we are still talking about fields. 
here's the reason why we're still talking about fields is because to b- believe it or not, it's actually worth something talking about. This isn't nothing. If this was nothing, we wouldn't be talking about it. But no. this whole Justin Fields thing is not nothing. This is something. I'm not saying there's a ton of substance to it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. And it's foregone. And it's only a matter of when yeah. it's a non, it's not a zero chance. It is a non-zero chance that Justin Fields could be traded in Pittsburgh. It's just sole diligence. It's sole, you know, Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, doing his diligence. Omar Khan doing his diligence. If Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin and the powers that be in Pittsburgh see a fit, okay, could the price work? Would it be something the Steelers are willing to give up? What happens with Mason Rudolph? There has to be a gauge with Mason Rudolph. Mm -hmm. And today, you know, again – Omar Khan did not speak. He is not in Indianapolis. He is he is with his family uh, after a death in the family. So he will, uh, assumingly, although we have not heard word yet, uh, join sometime this week in Indianapolis, and we'll actually get to hear from him. All I could go off of is what I heard today, and that was the Bears head coach, uh, the Bears GM, speaking in Indianapolis today. And those guys, they seemingly want to do right by fields. In fact, polls said as much. They want to do right by Justin Fields. They want to make sure that they can get Justin Fields to a team. This has to synergize. They have to get Justin Fields to a team where if they want to do right by him, where it will semi-fit him and he'll have a chance to play. And number two, the Bears have to get a desired return back. Those two things have to marry, M-A-R-R-Y, in order for the Bears to deal Fields. Now, again, I wrote this last night in kind of an advancer for the Combine. The Bears, I think, hold the cards in this situation. They have the first pick. They have the ninth pick. They have Justin Fields. They have a guy on a rookie contract. Yeah, they have to decide on the fourth-year option. Fifth-year. But Fifth-year, excuse me, going into his fourth year. They have to decide on that fifth-year option, but they still have time. They still have all these meetings to do, like Caleb Williams, Jane Daniels, Drake Bay. They're not throwing here in Indianapolis. They're not going to throw at the Combine. So those meetings are going to be huge. And if who knows, they may not like any of the guys. You know, there was a report, just a report that came out that Caleb Williams maybe wasn't too thrilled about the idea of going to Chicago. Then his camp shot that down and it became a thing. Like the reason why we're talking about the idea of Justin Fields potentially being traded to the Steelers is because it's not a non-zero thing. Or rather, it is a non-zero thing. It's not a 0% chance. That's why. Well, Mike in te- and Mike in Texas says, you know, but but it goes against everything that Tomlin Rooney said a few weeks ago. Fields or Wilson come, uh, it should be in a starter's role. It does go against what Tomlin and Rooney have said, which is why we continue to hammer home that the most likely scenario is Mason Rudolph resigns, and the quarterback room is Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, and whoever as the third as the third quarterback. Um, and so, but there has to be contingency plans in case Mason Rudolph doesn't sign. There, there, there just has to be. Omar Khan is not doing his job if he doesn't have contingency plans if Mason Rudolph doesn't resign. And at that point, he would actually not be doing his job if he didn't at once or just 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 once talk to the Bears and see gauge what the price is for Justin Fields. You know that that doesn't. That doesn't mean just because Omar Khan, if it if it's ever confirmed that Omar Khan made a call to the Bears, that's a GM just doing his job. That doesn't mean that the all oh, the Steelers were close to acquire. Like no, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the GM doing his job and seeing what's there. If the Bears demand the the sun, moon, and stars, then you know, okay, well, 
that's not a possibility for us. Let's mm-hmm. move on. But you don't get that answer without making that phone call. And so, but that the other side to this coin, by the way, it, for these NFL rumor pages, block Ooh. these things, dude. Block them. Nope. Because you nope. will see this stuff right here, and this is why you're going to get Justin Fields hate, because this says, rumor alert, the Steelers have offered the Bears their their round two pick, as well as some additional later round picks for Justin Fields. However, the Bears currently want the Steelers' first round pick in return, and Deontay Johnson is also a name that has been brought up in Come talks. On. I mean, I cannot begin no. to, to tell you how, I know it's absolutely false, but I cannot begin to tell you how angry that makes me, because there will be so many people that buy that, as as even if like it's you know it could be slightly true. No, it's not. It's not true. If the Steelers ever ended up making this trade, I don't see them giving up anything more than a third round pick mm-hmm. at, in terms of the highest quality asset. Third round pick would probably be the highest thing that they would po- po- probably give up. Third round pick this year with maybe a couple of later round picks in future years. So there were three teams that. I really wanted to lend my ear to today after I discovered that Omar Khan was not going to be given a press conference. And really, I mean, just to be blunt, there wouldn't be any Steelers worthy news or, you know, anything coming directly from Omar Khan publicly today. There wouldn't Mm -hmm. be anything direct coming publicly. There were three teams who I wanted to lend ears on the bears, the Vikings and the Broncos. Now, when I when I'm thinking about and and as a consolation the Falcons and I'll get to the Falcons in a moment because um, you know with Arthur Smith and that link and everything um, Bears we're talking about now it seems like the Vikings are really intent on getting Kirk Cousins back and and finding a way to work something out with Kirk Cousins yeah and and obviously they have to pay Justin Jefferson still and Jake and Justin Jefferson went on Radio Row Super Bowl week and said back up the Brinks truck pay me. And he's right, by the way, probably the best receiver, if not top two at minimum right now in the league. So how much, how much time did he miss last year and still got a th- still had a thousand yard season? Ridiculous. It's ridiculous what he was able to do still. <laughs> but so I, I lend my ear to the Vikings and what they were doing. And Kevin O'Connell was pretty adamant about we need Kirk Cousins, saying it yeah. without saying it, of course. Yeah. We need Kirk Cousins. And if that's a guy that forget interest for a second. Okay. Forget legitimate interest from the Steelers. If that's a guy who could be a name, like what if they went out and got Kirk Cousins? What if that's a name that's floated out there? It it just seems really, it it seems like there's a real intent for Minnesota and you can't blame them to bring Kirk Cousins back for the right price. Yeah. um, And just to continue to hammer this home, Joseph says the Steelers are going to either re-sign Mason or bring in Tannehill. And I do think, and I continue to say, re-signing Mason is the most likely scenario here mm-hmm. in terms of adding to the room. Um, I agree. And I think signing Tannehill is kind of, it's probably more likely than a Justin Fields trade. Um, it just depends on what the what the asking price is for, for Fields. Because I think Tannehill's a fail, a fail safe, if anything. But that's not a fail safe you can just rely on being there because there might be a core, a team that's willing to snag him early in free agency. Remember, legal tampering period starts two weeks from yesterday, I yes. think. Yes. So, I mean, we're we're going to start seeing names being committed to certain teams in less than two weeks. 
Yep. Um, I mean, th- that's when we found out Cam Sutton. I was like not very long into the legal tampering period beginning that we saw that Cam Sutton was going to Detroit. So it's it's not going to – we're going to find – we could find out about a Justin Fields trade. Based off of what the what the Bears said today, we could see Justin Fields traded as early as next week, maybe even this week, um, just because if they get answers because they're they're trying to decide what they want to do with their with their number one pick. And so if they – feel like they can trade their number one pick and, and trade back, you know, a few spots and still get, you know, a more, you know, buy into Justin Fields and then get like a Marvin Harrison Jr. or whatever else, um, you know, that that's their prerogative. They can do that, you know, but if they are dead set on, we're going to hold the number one pick. We don't like the offers. We don't feel like any of the offers we're getting is going to be exactly what we want. They can hold on to the number one pick take a quarterback and then they could try to do a right by Justin Fields and, yep. you know, make a trade. Ben here says sign base and draft QB three. That seems to be the most likely scenario of what's going to happen by the time we get to the trove. However, the reason why there's talk about Justin Fields and talk about Kirk cousins and, uh, and I'll say it, talk about Russell Wilson now at this point is because if Mason Rudolph does not resign, the Steelers have to have some kind of plan to back up Kenny Pickett or to compete with Kenny Pickett at least. Yeah. And whether that's going quarterback first round or signing a free agent to compete with him, they have to have some kind of plan in place. So, look, I will say, just from my field, I think Mason Rudolph resigns. I think they draft QB three somewhere on day three, if not day two. I think that's the I don't most think day like, two. I think, but I think that's the most likely situation. Yeah, that the Steelers are in, and that's the most likely thing that happens. But it's still okay. We're at we're at the NFL Combine. Mm-hmm. GMs are here. Everybody's mm-hmm. here. Okay. Anybody who who's anybody in the National Football League in a front office is in this town right now. So yeah, Omar Khan's going to bump shoulders with Ryan Poles. Omar Khan's going to bump shoulders with George Patton of the Broncos. Omar Khan's going to bump shoulders. I don't with, think the Broncos with, with are going to trade Russell Wilson. I don't think the Broncos have any well, leverage in that situation. Well, they're not going to, and that's <laughs> that's the next point I wanted to get to. But point is, Omar Khan's bumping shoulders and and having coffee and seeing all of these GMs. They're going to have conversations about it. Mm-hmm. it. It's just foregone. It's what's going to happen. It's what GMs do. It's name your price at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's name your price. And if and if there's any inkling, if there's even a 0.000 repeating 1% interest that Omar Khan and the Steelers have on Justin Fields, Omar Khan's going to look at Ryan Poles and, and, and give him a, come here, let's chat. Like, yeah. that's just what happens here. So you can't say it's a 0% when it's not a 0% at this stage. Yeah. Mike in Texas asks, uh, what's left on Fields' contract? Uh, he's got uh, – he's going into his fourth year, so he's a first-round pick. So he's going into his fourth year. Uh, there will be a fifth-year option on him. You have The team who ends up – the team who ends up with, with Fields, whether the Bears hold on to him or whether he's traded, uh, will have to decide on his fifth year uh, this offseason. So if – let's just hypothetically say the Steelers do acquire Fields. They will then have to decide his fifth year option this year, the same as they have to do with Najee. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is that Fields is very affordable this upcoming season. He will not be very affordable for that fifth year option. The fifth year option will probably be in the mid twenties uh, when it comes to like you know around that twenty five million mark, some somewhere around there, based off of what quarterbacks are getting this year uh, off of uh, off of a fifth year option. Yep. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it will it will be expensive for sure. It, it just it just will. And uh, 
Um, but that's what, and, and that's why I don't think that this is a very likely scenario to play out because if you're willing to commit that kind of money, because I highly doubt they make this trade just to get him and then decline his fifth year option. That yep. doesn't make it doesn't doesn't really make any sense. Yep. So you you acquire him, you pick up his fifth year option, you're essentially giving up on Kenny Pickett because you're not. I mean, you're not gonna pick up an option on a quarterback, pay him in the mid twenties when it comes to mil, you know millions of dollars just to see like mm, well maybe Kenny Pickett can beat him out for the starting job. Like no, the the book is closed on Kenny at that point, and the Steelers have given no indication right now that they're gonna give up on Kenny Pickett. So let's make this clear, okay? The the reason why we're talking about Fields and Wilson and Cousins and quarterback X Y Z and not Mason Rudolph is because those have to be the options if Mason Rudolph does not resign. If we're going off of what Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin have publicly stated about Mason Rudolph, it's that they want Mason Rudolph back. Yep. That's not a 100% lock at this stage. So that's why Until we're his name's on the bottom of the contract. Mark, thank you for that compliment. See, we take, we love compliments too. Thank you. Mark says, love the show. Look forward to it every day. Well, we love you, Mark. And we love looking forward to having you every day. Irving says, basically get Russ Wilson for free. Let's talk a little bit about Russell Wilson, who I, I don't think that's somebody that we've really talked about here um, on this show as a potential mm-hmm. option for the Steelers. And again, put the put the asterisk on it, if you will. This is provided Mason Rudolph leaves. This this could be an option. And, and here's the reason why it could be. It seems pretty foregone by this stage that the Bears, or that almost said Bears, that the Broncos and Russell Wilson are going to be moving on from each other. It just feels like that's foregone. TLDR, the Broncos owe Russell Wilson a lot of money. Russell Wilson doesn't want to be in Denver anymore. Make it happen, right? And the Broncos have pick 13, and they could easily get a quarterback there. So there's some thought within circles because the Broncos are still going to have to pay Russell Wilson a ton of money. If the Broncos cut Russell Wilson by St. Patrick's Day, the dead money is going to be huge, but they could prevent $37 million of that being written on the book. Like, th- it's astronomical how much the Broncos overpaid for Russell Wilson. Like, only the Browns paying, overpaid for Deshaun Watson is worse. Probably. At this stage. Yeah. So, there's some thought that because, basically, the Broncos have to pay Russell Wilson, that he could maybe sign a contract to play for veteran minimum. And look... If Russell Wilson's willing to take vet minimum just to get out of Denver, one man's trash could be the other man's treasure. And that could mean the Steelers could come knocking. And I'm not saying that's that's option one or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this is this is part of the contingency I feel they should look into if Mason Rudolph does not re-sign. Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those situations where you you kick the tires on it and you see what's there. You, again, you, you do your, your due diligence as GM – you make a phone call. You see what's what's there. What what's the interest there? Um, just to see. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily the 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 most attractive option. I mean, Russell Wilson in his heyday um, was a very very good quarterback. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Should have won a second uh, if they just give the ball to Marshawn. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I yeah. mean. Uh, it's, I mean, he, he was, he's been a, he's been a great quarterback. He's going to be in the discussion for the hall of fame. Um, I don't know if he actually makes, it. I'm just saying he'll be in the discussion for it. Um, so again, it's another one of those situations and, and B Phil kind of says it here. He says, Wilson's done. I mean, there's also a lot of people saying that about, 
um, you know, I was saying that about Ryan Tannehill. And, and again, if you bring in a, a quarterback like this, whose best days are behind them, you're mainly bringing that guy in to, they've got enough abil- ability left and enough pedigree at the NFL level where they can still push Kenny Pickett for a starting position. Right. You know, Russell Wilson has enough left in the tank to push Kenny Pickett for a starting job because I think like if push comes to shove, I think Russell Wilson does a better job than Kenny Pickett. Just my I mean, my two my two cents. Twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions, sixty six completion rate. That's decent. It's again, decent enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, how many touchdowns has Kenny Pickett thrown in his entire career? Thirteen. In 25 games, I mean, there you go. I'm that. I mean, he threw twice as many touchdowns just last season that Kenny has in two seasons. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and again, you know, um, you look at Wilson, you look at Ryan Tannehill, and, and those are guys who are kind of in that same realm of their best days are behind them, but they're still they've still got enough there where it's like they can push Kenny Pickett for a starting job. So they both kind of fit under that same umbrella. It's just obviously that. In terms of overall value, Ryan Tannehill is cheaper, but Russell Wilson becomes uh, uh, becomes uh, an option if you can sign him for a very cheap contract based off of the dead money that he's going to be getting from the Broncos. So it, it becomes an option for sure, and he's going to be one of the quarterbacks that I include uh, in, in, in my chalk talk. Uh, I am going to also include Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph because obviously Kenny Pickett's on the roster, and Mason Rudolph is the most likely guy to be added to the room. Um, so, yeah, I'll be looking at I, – I think I'm going to look at – I almost want to take Kirk Cousins off the list because I feel like it's almost a foregone conclusion that he's going to be going back to the Vikings. That's what it feels like, um, at least just based on what their GM and, and the head coach said today. So just to you know, behind the scenes a little bit, I was going to include Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins. I was going to do those six. Yeah, I might take Kirk Cousins off that list just because – well, number one for time's sake – uh, you don't want to open something up and have to read 4,000 words and I don't want to write 4,000 words either. No, um, <laughs> but, um, but and B Phil says Mason really needs to come back. He's ready. I mean, listen, you know, I, I again, I think, you know, to continue to drive that home, I do think Mason Rudolph resigning is the most likely scenario for the Steelers, a quarterback here. Um, you know, it, it, it is, it is the, um, the path of least resistance for what the Steelers want to do in terms of the cap, in terms of addressing all of the other needs that they have on the roster, like center, like off ball linebacker, like cornerback, maybe even tackle or defensive line. Uh, They've got a number of positions they need to address. And if you can re-sign Mason Rudolph to a, you know, two year deal that is very affordable, then there you go. You, You get, you get a quarterback that can compete with Kenny, uh, somebody who, you know, somebody who, uh, um, has familiarity with Mike Sullivan, who is a senior uh, assistant on the offense. Um, it, it just it, it makes it makes a lot of sense to to bring back Mason uh, Rico coming in uh, with ten dollar contribution. Appreciate that. I uh, said so missed yesterday's show. Can't say how excited I am uh, to see in the Berg with your increased role. So awesome. Are you still going to be doing Southside Beat? Uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, and I did talk about it yesterday. Uh, yes, I will be continuing to do the Southside Beat. Th- this show is not going anywhere. Uh, I will continue to do it. Corey will continue to do it. We're not, we're not, uh, uh, not going anywhere. <laughs> Turk says, Chris, when you move my call dibs on the poster behind you. Um, so the, the only two- day 
Our, so this right here is actually a new is actually a clip from the sports section of the Dallas Morning News mm. when the Steelers won Super Bowl 43. And then this right here is actually an old banner. You might even be able to see it. You're missing one, I think. I am missing one. Yeah. It's missing the 2008 because this was purchased before they won Super Bowl 43, which is why that's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a couple. Here's another good, represented behind me. Another good point for Mike Jobs too. Uh, uh, talking about the Giants here, uh, feel like the Giants are in the quarterback market too, based on what Joe Shane said today. Yep. Uh, their GM. So, would would if you're looking at the if you're trying to make a running list of teams that are in the market for a quarterback, add the Giants to it and add the Falcons to it as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris today pretty much said, if the Falcons had good quarterback play, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, so I, I that does that kind of vindicate Arthur Smith a little bit? Yes, it absolutely <laughs> does. It absolutely vindicates Arthur Smith. Are you kidding? That's exactly what it does. That's the definition of it, I think. Uh, um, that is what Raheem Morris said, the new Falcons head coach. Of course, take it over for Arthur Smith, the new Steelers offensive coordinator. Yeah. He said, if they had, paraphrase, if they had good quarterback play last year, I would not be here. So if that shows number one, Vindication for Arthur Smith. Number two, how important it is for Atlanta now to get the quarterback right. And you figure yeah. with them having a, a pretty high pick, they're going to be in the market. Maybe in the, they're in the market for a Justin Fields, who's a Georgia native. I believe an Atlanta native specifically. Um, I, I don't or close remember. to it. But yeah. point is, they could be in the market for Fields, Cousins, Wilson, I think- whoever. I can't. I don't know who it is, but I want to say whether it's, Fan, whether it's Fanduel or whoever. I, I don't know, but in terms of odds, I think the Falcons are the most likely team to to get Fields right now. Uh, Lifted one says, "Not completely mad at the Steelers getting Fields, but the turnovers are atrocious." And and listen, I said this on the show maybe last week, and I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, yeah, thirty picks in three years. Uh, that's not good. That that's not even inclu- uh, account accounting for all the fumbles. Um, but Mike Tom, th- this trade would not be done without Mike Tomlin signing off on it. Um, and, you know, cause obviously the big, the big reaction, immediate reaction is you would go to pull up, you know, pro football reference, type in Justin Fields name, bring up his page and you'd see all the turnovers and you'd be like, yeah, no, Mike Tomlin would never put up with that. Well, that trade won't happen unless Mike Tomlin signs off on it. Uh, not that Mike Tomlin is above Omar Khan, but Mike Tomlin has earned enough in that front office where Omar Khan isn't going to make a deal behind Mike Tomlin's back and not tell him what's going on. Mike Tomlin will absolutely be told or asked about, hey, I have this pretty much on the table. All we have to do is call and say, let's do it, and we're good to go, and Mike Tomlin will give his approval as well. So. That also goes into you know the triune decision making that the Steelers do with Art Rooney the second, Omar Khan, oh, yeah. and Mike Tomlin. So um, that trade won't happen without Mike Tomlin signing off on it. He will absolutely be okay with it. And I'm assuming that if the Steelers do end up pulling off that trade, uh, that number one they will not give up, as BJ uh, says here, feel is a waste of draft picks. They will not be giving up draft picks that will hurt their ability to have a good draft class this year. And they will um, also be doing it with the um, with the intention that Arthur Smith's offense would be a very good fit for Justin Fields, uh, which I will have a little bit more on that in Chalk Talk. So be on the lookout for that. If Mason signs, good question from Cody. If Mason signs elsewhere, do you think Fields is the best available quarterback? Now, I mean, that's with respect to, I guess, 
trade or free agency because I would argue that there are three quarterbacks in the draft that are better than Fields between Williams, May, and perhaps Daniels. So at least two. I think May. I think Drake May has potential to be a top five quarterback in the league. I think he's that good. Uh, I I really think he is. Um, so short of trading way up in the draft to get one of those three, maybe. I I, I mean like. Okay, is it Fields? Is it Wilson? Is it Cousins? I mean, those feel like they're the top three. Cousins court- is one. I would rank them as, no as of right now, Cousins, Wilson, then Fields. But then that's, if you're looking beyond 2024, I might flip Fields and Wilson um, yeah. just yeah. because Fields, it's just, it's only because Fields' ceiling is so high. And if he goes to the right situation with, you know, where he's got weapons around him and he doesn't have to uh, worry about being, you know, a playmaker every single play and he can just play within the within the structure of the offense, then he can be very good. And then what he does, that's the thing with Justin Fields. And I think that's why it's so interesting that he could end up working if he were to be traded to Pittsburgh is because. Arthur Smith's offense is tip, is more quarterback friendly. It's one of the reasons why Ryan Tannehill took off under him. Um, it is a it is a system in which quarterbacks can thrive because if they just play within the structure of the offense, especially with the play action and his ability to throw the ball down the field. I don't think anybody who understands football and knows football would argue that Justin Fields doesn't know how to throw a deep ball. He absolutely does. He knows how to throw a deep ball. There's a lot of other issues when you want to talk about Justin Fields, but his ability to throw a deep ball is not one of them. Um, but what he does on top of that is if he can play within a structure of an offense, he can make that even greater by his ability to extend plays with his legs. Yeah. That's what puts his ability and his intrigue so high because if he learns, and he showed flashes of it last year, if he if he shows the ability to play within the offense and know and understand when to allow his athleticism to take over. That's when he can become very, very dangerous. And that's why there is intrigue around him. No matter if it's the Steelers trading for him, the Falcons, um, anybody else, the giants, whoever it is. Uh, Chris in the chat says, should the Steelers trade up to grab one of those top three quarterbacks? No, no, that's, you want to talk about giving up trade. You want to talk about giving up capital to get a quarterback? That's too much. You'd be having to give up a lot to get one of those three quarterbacks uh, talking about in the draft. Yeah, that's compared true. to what you'd have to give up, Justin Fields. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. Nope. 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 Uh, Cody says the more everyone talks quarterback options, the more I hope Mason is back. That's, that's also valid. I think that's very. I think that's very valid too. And I think still, as we sit here on day one of the combine. I think that's still the most likely scenario for the Steelers. I think mm-hmm. that's where it ultimately ends up. I think it ultimately ends up as Pickett, Rudolph, and uh, day three draft pick. That's beat that horse it. to death. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're yeah. Like, Corey and I are going to beat that horse to death because anytime we talk about Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson, there's – The reaction pos- goes, whoa! Yeah, the reaction goes, like, why are you guys talking about this? Yeah. It's just like it's just because, like – Listen, we've got a lot of time to talk about this kind of stuff. We talk for at least a half an hour every single day, five days a week. Um, we got we got time to talk about this kind of stuff. So why not open up Pandora's box and see what the possibilities are, just in case the most most likely scenario doesn't play out? Because guess what? That's not guaranteed. 
Spice Creations, you're 100% correct. The Steelers, she says, we're not winning no playoff game with just those two in a draft pick. You're 100% correct, but they have to try. They have to try. They don't, they don't have to. I mean, they don't have to. They, they I mean, they would. Okay. That's, that's a different, that's a completely different situation because I, for me personally, I said this last week for me personally, I'm fine with a, with a plan that in which you close the book on Kenny, but that doesn't mean the Steelers are, and that doesn't mean that you are, that doesn't mean that anybody else is. I'm just saying that's me personally, but I also understand why the Steelers might not want to close the book on Kenny because you don't just throw away first round picks. No. I get it. I understand no. it. And if you're and the Steelers have to make a decision on Kenny next offseason, no matter what, they have to make a decision on him because they have to commit to whether they want to pick up his fifth year option next year or not. So they have to know. So it would behoove the Steelers to let Kenny have a have a real crack, a real opportunity to be the guy in year three. Um. And why I do think that that is the most, as we sit right now, right now, the most likely starter for the Steelers in week one is Kenny Pickett because he's the only quarterback on the roster. Now, if Mason Rudolph is resigned, that chance goes down a little bit and then we'll see what happens in training camp. If Mason Rudolph signs elsewhere, then we'll see what the Steelers do to add to the room. And then that's why we're talking about all these other, you know, possibilities because we don't know what's going to happen. We'll have a much clearer picture in a couple weeks. For sure. I think a good I think a good topic, once Omar Khan talks, and maybe even to Omar Khan, is how long should Mason sign for if it's in Pittsburgh? Is two it years. one year? Is it two? Two. If it's one, if it's one, then that decision to pick up the fifth year option for Kenny becomes more interesting. And I don't think the Steelers should do that. I think what the Steelers should do is go for a two year deal in only two years and not more than two years. Not more, not less. Two years. Because, number one, you'll have the legitimate competition between Mason and Kenny in, tra- in training camp. Mason's going into, what, his age 30 season? So you'll have the legitimate con- competition that you want between Mason and Kenny in training camp. If Mason loses that job, then, okay, no harm, no foul. They have him for one more year. If he wins that job, then, okay, you have him for one more year, and you won't have Kenny, and you won't have Kenny to worry about the fifth year option and he could start fresh at the quarterback position again. What? Bob's got me in stitches, man. Bob says I'd rather have Tony Ramos my GPS than pick it in week one. Oh, make a U-turn, Jim. Oh man, I'm sorry. That had me in stitches. Reginald. That was funny. Reginald, you'll be glad when the QB stuff is over, he says. Here's the sad reality of the NFL. It may never be over. You don't know when it's going to be over. And even when you think it's over, it's still not over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen. If Mason resigns, the only thing that we know from that point is going to be, okay, there's going to be a competition at St. Vincent College in Latrobe when these guys open camp. And we'll be watching that like a hawk. That's there will be at least a little bit of a little bit a little bit of a lull. It'll be 2022 training camp again. Well, we are charting every rep for Mason and every rep for Kenny. See, and here's the thing. Listen, I so I covered that training camp. Okay, and I, I did, I did, I, I did the quarterback tracker every single day. And yeah, I counted reps, but listen, reps at training camp really don't mean almost anything. Like, oh, this guy threw three picks today. 
I mean, th- throwing three picks in a day is noteworthy. That's yeah, noteworthy. but 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 uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's still training camp because you don't know what the what the quarterback's trying to do, like what what he's specifically working on, what the receiver's specifically working on, the play, the concept. There are so many other variables that go into it. And, and B. Phil says, yeah, twenty twenty two was a farce. It was. It, there was not a a, a a quarterback competition in twenty twenty two. I don't care what anybody says. Mitch Trubisky was always going to be the starter, no matter what. Nobody who was covering that team, even for a day, thought that that, that anybody else was going to have a chance to get the starting job over Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. I don't think Mitch Trubisky ever surrendered a first-team rep the entire camp, and if he did, it you could count him on one hand for the entire camp. He, I mean, he was the first-team guy all the way. That never changed. Um, and so, and, and yeah, and... Ben, yeah. I'll absolutely acknowledge this. Ben says, we also have to start to acknowledge that we may, we may be in another Brady black hole with Mahomes sitting on top of the AFC for a decade. Uh, yeah, we're in that right now, believe it or not. Yeah. And listen, and, and, that's, and that's why, you know, and, and listen, I completely agree with Art Rooney II prioritizing quarterback play over just about anything else. Because... Yeah. It's ultimately what wins in this game. This is a quarterback-driven league, and yes, it that's become a trend like over the last decade or so. But again, I went back and did the math. Seventy-five percent of Super Bowls have been won by quarterbacks that are either in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame. That's not an accident. That's not some sort of fluke thing. You have to have quarter uh, quality quarterback play to win in this league, and if you don't, you better have an all-time defense. That's pretty much the way it goes. You can try and win a Super Bowl a, a, a non-conventional way, but your chances go way down. Yep. So it's just that that's why there's so much focus on quarterback because guess what? We didn't have to talk about quarterback in Pittsburgh for 18 years. years because Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback and he's an all-time quarterback, a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to talk about quarterback because you had, you had the position figure out. You, you had, had one of those guys. Yeah. Exactly. You and had so, one. And that's the reason why quarterback was talked about so much when it was Bubby Brister and Mark Malone and Neil O'Donnell and Mike Tomzak and Cordell Stewart and Tommy Maddox and, uh, and Kent Graham and all those guys, because none of those guys were the answer. Um, Cordell Stewart's probably the closest thing, even though he never played in the Super Bowl. Um, Here's the other sad reality of it, too. Either when teams have that quarterback, there are always a couple out there, a couple silent voices out there that are. Well, I don't know about this one. No, you have one. If you have one, you have one. And when you know, you know. Yeah. And and right now, we know the Steelers don't have it. And with Ben for 18-plus years, we knew they had one. And there was never – look, if Ben Roethlisberger in his prime was a quarterback of the Steelers right now, we wouldn't even be thinking about Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson. But when you're starved for a quarterback, when you need a quarterback, this is what you do. You mm-hmm. over you not only overthink to a certain extent, but you overdo – and it's right to overdo when it comes to the speculation and asking. There's no questions. There's no stone that should be unturned when it comes to examining the quarterback position for any team that needs a quarterback. That's just how this works because teams that need quarterbacks, they're desperate for that position. They're going to be desperate for just about everything else, including winning. Like you said, Chris, 75% of quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls are either Hall of Famers or are going to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. Again, yeah. not an accident. That that position drives the sport. So there's no such thing as overdoing it 
That's why when you have at NFL rumor mill on 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 X saying, "Whoa, Bears and Fields and, and Steelers," that's because people eat that kind of stuff up. Yeah, quite frankly, people yeah. eat that kind of stuff up. We were talking. Look, okay, there are going to be players that I speak with this week. I speak with this week that will say, "Yes, I met with the Steelers." No, I did not meet with the Steelers. Or, no, I did not meet with the Steelers yet, but I plan to. That doesn't mean they're going to be Pittsburgh Steelers or they're not going to be Pittsburgh Steelers. No, there's that a lot of people means... that met with the Steelers last year that weren't drafted. Exactly. Just, that's I, part of I it. Saw, I saw Christian Gonzalez walk into the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex for mm-hmm. his top 30 visit. He wasn't a Steeler, but they did their diligence on him anyway. And look, yeah. go back to what my favorite in- – not just because I'm the one that asked the question. My favorite Mike Tomlin response last year, because I think it was very organic and it meant something, was when he talked about Will Anderson right before they played the Texans. And I asked him, I was like, listen, you know, did you get to know this guy at the Combine? What is he like? And he beamed about Will Anderson. Four or five years from now, the players that they're meeting with at this mm-hmm. Combine yep. are going to be or could be free agents. Mm-hmm. So if the Steelers meet with Jackson Powers Johnson but don't draft him, that doesn't mean he's never going to be a Steeler. That's why, like, yeah, and that's, that's why, why they do this. That's why, yeah, that's why they do this. And a couple of people brought up, yes, yes, Cordell Stewart did play in Super Bowl Thirty. It was his rookie year. Slash, I did know that. I just forgot, and because he wasn't the quarterback, and I was thinking purely from a quarterback perspective. Yes, uh, that was his rookie year where he was Slash Stewart. And what's funny is that I, I'm a bit of a masochist. Uh, at, at, at times, so uh, I watched uh, Super Bowl 30 uh, not that long ago, a couple days ago. Sicko, yeah, <laughs> because you know what? Like, it it had been a long time, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and rewatch this game, and I'm gonna see exactly like just, just to rewatch it back in real time. And uh, yeah, that's a it's yeah, um, good comment from TJ, yeah. Mike Tomlin will get caught in a clip smiling at a player and everyone will assume they're a stealer. There's a meme on Twitter X where it's like Squidward from SpongeBob in a crow's nest with a, with a telescope and he's pointing down at a person and the text just says stealer. Like that's him. Like guys, come on. Come on. Uh, speaking of Ramon, no DK and Ramon today. And I don't think no DK and Ramon at all this week, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, well, I, I know that uh, um... DK's in Bradenton. Yeah. And Ramon's here. In Indianapolis. I know yeah. that because I saw him today. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's going to be DK and Ramon all week this week. So that just uh, means that just means that I have to do my diligence to show up at 3 p.m. every day, no matter the circumstance. That's going to be hard, but we'll make it mm-hmm. work. Find a way. Um, we do have to get out of here, though. Uh, yeah, I'll be I in know. Indianapolis all week. I'll be in Indianapolis all week. And Saturday. Uh, Chris, Sat- Saturday's till, when you're leaving, I think. Till yeah. Saturday. Yep. Uh, Chris has live cues today on DKPittsburghSports.com. So he's answering all Steelers questions. I will be answering Steelers questions tomorrow all day. So make sure you jump in on that. Um, please download the app, the DK Pittsburgh Sports app, off the Apple App Store or Google Play Store if you have not done so yet. Uh, that's where all my content's going. It, it's going right to that app period, or DKPittsburghSports.com on, on your desktop. It's all going there. So everything that I collected today or or I just observed or I felt important at least to put in that feed, that's what I did. So it's all right there. You can read it now. I'm going to go work on a longer form story now. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. for the Southside Beat. He's Chris. I'm Corey. 
talk to you tomorrow. Okay, I, w- I wanted to oh. clarify something here real quick. What do you got? There, there were some reactions to me using the word masochist. I'm using the general use of the definition of a person who enjoys an activity that appears to be painful or tedious, not the other definition that people are thinking. Just to clarify that. This isn't that kind of show. It is not that kind of a show. Well, and I know no. I am not that kind, just for the record, not that we need to get that personal here or anything like that, but I am not that type of person. <laughs> we'll get back to football tomorrow. I just had to clarify that so that nobody went back and played this and was like, wow, Chris is into some freaky, freaky stuff. We're going to end on that note. <laughs> We're going to end on that note. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>